this Friday. Your favorite emotions are back on the big screen in Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. It's time to greet your Team Riley. It's anger. Let me at him. Fear. Safety checklist is complete. Disgust. Ew, ew. Ugh. Sadness is in the house. Oh, no. Hello, I'm anxiety. I'm one of Riley's new emotions. Disney and Pixar's Inside Out 2. There's a part two? We're going. Ready PG. Parental guidance suggested. Only theaters Friday. Get tickets now. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night. Ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end... What will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Hey everybody, in this episode of the GH Report, we are back. And so is all the drama here on General Hospital. We've got Ryan in the hospital. We've got Jason and Sam reunited. Does it feel so good? We'll talk about all that next. You're tuned in to AfterBuzz TV, the ESPN of TV talk. Now, let the buzz Hey, hey, everybody. Welcome to the AfterBuzz show. Talking about GH. It's located in Port Charles, New York. There you go. Just coming up with my new little ditties there for the new AfterBuzz shit theme song here. Welcome, everybody, to the GH Report. Bring it on all the latest happenings there in Port Charles. I'm Frank Moran. I'm Carla Renata. As always, folks, like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. And Carla's got her iPad up and running, which means the chat is up and running. It is up and running. And let's do a shout-out real quick, shall we? Let's say hello to Lisa Wagner, Annie Goen, Joe Costanzo, Jennifer Pierce, uh, Dulaman, Nakisha Jones, John Sapp. I think that's Sapp. Sapp. Sorry, baby. Um, I said Nakisha. Oh, oh, okay. Oh, say did. Oh, say did you see? I love that. Oh, say did you see? What? I love that one. You're new to the chat room, I think. And Mr. Loris Leach and Loretta, thank you and welcome, y'all, to the GH Report on Sunday, June 2nd. That is correct. Yes, thank you for uh, sticking with us. I know that we had promised to do a show Memorial Day and then due to situations uh, beyond. They're saying there's no sound. Oh, bless. Well, that's right. We're not talking. We're just mouthing (laughs) the words. That's fine. (laughs) Uh, Yes, due to a little work situation, we weren't able to be here last week. Uh, That was all me. Carla was ready to go, though. But I was like, no, Carla, we can't do it. <laughs> she was devastated. Uh, but we're going to make it up for you folks with just a really hot uh, episode focusing on the last couple weeks here. I know some people were saying, boy, I'm going to miss your nurse's ball rants. It's fine. We'll go back and backtrack a little bit just to really give this nurse's ball uh, the, the attention it deserves. Uh, but before we dive in, in deep in these past couple weeks, what did you what have you thought overall lately? Okay, so I thought that the nurse's ball was a little lame. I thought there was only one number that kind of gave me life, and that was Cameron doing his thing. But the other ones, I'm like, oh, it was okay. I thought that the only thing that gave the nurses' boss some a little zhuzh was when they found uh, Brian, when they found Kevin. Yeah. Um, and then I felt like after that, the whole um, situation with Ryan and Shiloh started to kind of play it looked like it was going to play itself out really 
rapidly and then it kind of slowed its roll a little bit. So for those of you who were complaining about we don't have sound, we do now have sound. If you could just hit me in the chat room and let me know it's all good, that'll be great. Give me a little thumbs up so I know that you can hear us. Uh, one musical act, going back to the nurse's ball here, that I just like as much as I enjoy it, I just didn't I didn't like it this year, was uh, Ned and Olivia's. I usually love when Ned gets up there as Eddie Main singing his songs. This one was like, whew. That's what I'm saying. The only person that I liked in the Nurses Ball this year, I didn't even like, um, what's her name? Ava. I didn't even like her number. I yeah. didn't even like, uh, I, I'm telling you, the only person that I liked was Cameron. The only thing that I liked really was Cameron and the opening number when they did Best of Your Love. My girl Dione and um, Sonia were singing lead on that. But then that one little nurse... Bless her heart. She got up there. I don't... What's the nurse's name with the blonde hair? Amy. Amy. Amy got up there, and she can sing, but she was just trying too hard, and in the process of her trying too hard, she went a little flat. I was like, mm. And I have to admit, there's always something about seeing Bobby Spencer in those opening numbers. Just run... She, she, looks, like she, she looks like she's doing a drive-by in the front. <laughs> she just kind of runs across the front and then goes in the back. It's like she does a little swing around and she drives by again. I'm like, what is happening right now? And she can actually sing. I don't know why they don't give her something to sing. The the what Jackie Zeman can sing. Yeah. So I'm like, I don't know what that's about. I always feel like Bobby like doesn't really pay attention in the rehearsals <laughs> for the nurses' ball. <laughs> Because she like, always looks. She, <laughs> yeah, she, she does. She always looks like, oh, am I supposed to go to stage? Right, to stage like, Okay, where am I going? She always looks like she's bumping into people. It yeah. is quite comical. It is. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, we also get the the awkward wedding proposal uh, for Finn to Anna. Yeah. Kind of playing off what we saw last year when we saw it, uh, Curtis and Jordan. Jordan. Uh, I mean. <laughs> Neither. I just think don't propose to the nurses' ball, guys. Not a great, not a great. Well, they're deal. trying to make it a staple. Like the, there's three things that are staples of, four things that are staples of the nurses' ball: the red carpet, the open. We took it all. We brought them to our land. An endless night, ember hot and icy cold. The rage of the earth. We made this curse. Carved it in the blood on our backs. We did not see. We could not, but she did. And in the end, what will I become? Senwa Saga. Hellblade 2. Play it now with Game Pass. Opening numbers with all the nurses. Somebody dies. And there's somebody getting proposed to. Those are like the staples of the nurses' ball throughout the year. So, I want to know, what was the deal with the llama? Because we see it backstage with Cameron. I didn't catch that either. I was like, was the llama... At first, I thought the llama was supposed to represent Oscar. <laughs> you know, I mean, how, you it, know what I mean? It, I thought, I thought. well, maybe this is Oscar's way as a llama trying to, you know, like, support... Cam- I know that's a stretch. <laughs> trying to support Cameron. But <clears> then <throat> when the brother comes and takes the llama and says, oh, this is Lucy's llama. I'm like, oh, I wonder how many times they had to tape that with him saying Lucy's llama. That's a lot. But it was like, that's... Uh... <laughs> Well, we brought him in for the days just to, to escort a, a llama out of the scene. Oh my god, it was pure comedy. But it's like, hey, which would better fine, but we never saw the llama ever again. I know. When did Lucy need this llama, and why was it was it necessary? She has a, that's another staple. Lucy always has some random animal at the nurses ball. So this was the random animal, but usually they infiltrate the animal into the script a little bit better than they did this year. This year it was it was rando. It was like there's a llama, and now he's gone. Yeah. <laughs> Because I, I feel bad for Felix. We don't get to see enough of Felix. I'd love to see more no. Felix. Uh, but usually we come nurses' ball time. That's when he does get a little bit of shine. 
And then <laughs> what we get for him is like, you're going to come into the scene and you're going to take this llama out. And then cool. he, and then he right. peep, and then the opening number, he's peeping over people to sing. I'm like, really? Y'all doing Felix like that? That's messed up. Since Sabrina left, they just kind of treat him like a scrub. <laughs> <laughs> now, we also get to see a little bit of the uh, the drama happening with, uh, um, what's our last little school marm, Willow, where finally the, the, the <laughs> secret. Call her school marm. Well, school marm, Willow, <laughs> where uh, the secret gets out. Finally, Shiloh over here is like, wait a minute, you were pregnant with a baby? Was it my baby? How dare you? Oh, God, I cannot with him. They're like hashtag pure comedy. But we finally get to see Shiloh kind of that, like, the, the rageful side of him really come out. We saw, we've, you know, we've seen like the, the smarmy kind of cocky side, but to really see like that angry side, it's interesting to see. I love that actor that's playing him. He's He really has exhibited quite a bit of range. But then last week they had him being a little kind of punkish. Until that moment that he met with, and yet there was a plot twist, Margot. That was a plot twist I didn't see coming. Did you see that coming? It, I, I, so I she's didn't in see the, that coming. So Margot's in the trust, which means I'm assuming she went through. Mm-hmm. You don't get to go into the trust without going through the, all the steps. Exactly. So how is Margot absolutely comfortable with that? Exactly. Which, it seems weird to me. She seems like a, a strong, self-sufficient woman. I mean, I know she's been rocked through some personal stuff. But still, you're cool with what went down? And it's giving more um, backup to the fact that Shiloh got a type. He likes brunettes. You don't see him going toward anybody that's blonde. No, it's true. He has a type. It's brunettes. Uh, Harmony's a brunette. Sam's a brunette. Christina's a brunette. Willow's a brunette. Like, everybody is a brunette with brown eyes. So he clearly has a type. But the fact that she is the head detective at the at the PCPD and she's letting all this go down on her watch, that's making me look at her with one eye open. I'm like, okay, now, what's happening? That's not okay. I mean, and it feels like it wasn't until Sonny started bringing this up that she even had any doubts about Shiloh. Whether she still has some now, I mean, I guess we need to see how it plays out in, uh, this coming week. Because yeah. when he asked her to bury the evidence... Yeah, but then the only reason why she went to see him is because Sonny got up in her face and was like, look, this dude did this, 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 and this. Are you are you going to be okay with this? And let's just talk about Margot and Sonny for a minute. When did they become besties? When she spent the, when he, when she spent the night with him? When he spent the night with her? He spent the night at her house. Like, so they've been besties since then? And they did. They, and they're kind of just like watching each other's back now since that? I'm like, well, I don't understand. I mean, it kind of, well, because there was that, that tension with Carly for a while. It's like, Sonny's going to sleep with her. He's got this type, a woman in, that needs help and rescuing. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, But then they kind of dropped that for the longest time. And then they really brought it back now with, with the Dawn of Day stuff. So... Uh, yeah, we'll we'll uh, we'll see what happens. Uh, now, folks, before we dive into the rest of the stuff here, uh, you know, first, uh, Carla, we want to make sure we hear you. So fantastic. So what? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh yes. Okay. Sorry. Hello. <laughs> uh, before we dive into the rest of the topics here, real quick note: there's a, a, a very big thank you for all of you for yeah, sticking around, watching us, letting us uh, have an opportunity to come together. You know, almost every Sunday. To talk about the show that we all love together here at General Hospital. We also do a lot of other great shows here at AfterBuzz as well. And without your support, we could not become the ESPN or TV Talk. 
but we also are asking for a little additional help. So if you're watching on YouTube, if you could like and subscribe, if you're listening on iTunes, when you get a chance, give us a five-star rating. But no matter where you're watching, where you're watching, which is like my little hybrid of watching and listening, sure, we're watching. Uh, wherever you're watching or listening, you know, just leave a comment. Get involved in the conversation. I mean, Carla is loving all your comments that are coming in right now. I do. Yes, we couldn't do the show without your feedback as well. So continue to watch and support our shows. I do. Um, and I love when they correct me, too, because, you know, I, I'm not <laughs> I'm not right about everything. And I mess up some facts. So my girl, Kelly Public Cover, was like, um, Margo is the DA. She is not the lead detective. So thank you for that. You know, in my haste to get the words out of my mouth, I did um, misquote that one little fact. So thank you, Kelly Public Cover. You always calling me out. I don't know how I feel about that. <laughs> there you go. Somebody's going to be coming for you, Kelly. <laughs> Your door is gonna your doorbell's gonna go off one day and then it's just gonna be Carla with the throat. No, I'm not. It's all good. I appreciate you. Thank you. I appreciate it. But uh, overall, just to wrap up our nurses' ball stuff, I did think this was uh, in terms of what we've seen over the last few years of nurses' ball. This was the weakest one, don't you think? For a while, like I, I've said here numerous times, I look forward to the nurses' ball. It's like one of my favorite times of the year. But I just felt like this one was a little. It was a little lackluster, and I don't know if the transitioning of the character, the transitioning of the Ninas has something to do with the timing with that and how much time they paid attention to it. Or I'm not sure, like, what happened with that. But usually it's very well planned out. You know, there's really some great performances. I felt like the music that they picked this time was kind of like, um... Yeah, it was kind of underwhelming. The music was very underwhelming. When they started out with Best of My Love by the Emotions, I thought, oh, this might actually be a, a good nurse's ball this year. And and then it kind of just went downhill from there for me. What do you guys think? Yeah, because there was uh, even Chase's uh, song. Uh, like last year when he was kind of tricked into it by uh, Dante, it was still, it was like, all right, he yeah, kind of had fun was, with it. Yeah, and, but it was great because yes. he kind of like, he came, he rose up to the occasion and did his thing. This one I was like, eh. They were like, Lucy only had three changes. Right, Lucy usually changes clothes like every time you blink your eyes, she's got on a different dress. She didn't have a lot of changes this year. There wasn't a whole lot of commercial. Remember last year, every time you turned around, they were putting in a plug for the, the um, sponsor of the nurse's oh, yes. ball. They only mentioned what I don't even think they mentioned the sponsor. They just said what it was at the beginning when Lucy introduced the nurse's ball, and that was kind of it. You didn't hear a whole lot more about it. It was sprinkled here and there throughout, but not as heavily as I've seen them do it in the past. What I did like, though, is on the step and repeat for the red carpet, mm-hmm. is seeing the uh, the brands of uh, Port Charles on the step and repeat. So Corinthos <laughs> Coffee, uh, ELQ, <laughs> uh, you know, Charlie's. You're mm-hmm. like you see, and it's like that was kind of cute. <laughs> I right. kind of love that. But yes, they agree with me in the chat room. They're like, they said they cried during Cameron's uh, song with Joss. That was the only number really that resonated with me. That really was the only one. For all the buildup in terms of uh, Jocelyn, with the song that her and Oscar have been working on, and he wasn't able to finish it by himself, and that helps him out. Mm -hmm. Also tapes that video message uh, for Cameron to play for Joss Mm -hmm. to show, like, you really got to step up and do Mm -hmm. this song. Uh, I, I was underwhelmed by that song. How did you feel? Yeah, I was underwhelmed by the. I liked the song that Cameron did by himself better. I love the moment that he had with Joss, you know, because she did watch that video and he, and Oscar encouraged her through the post mortem video to to come. But yeah, I was like. Somebody said that they. Well, Kelly Public Cover says she loved Chase's number. Girl, you might be the only one. 
um, someone said that they missed Robin and Emma. I missed Robin and Emma there too. But, but, but what was funny about that is while the nurses ball was going on, the actress that played Robin, she was like on she was either on Instagram or on Twitter tweeting where she was. She was on vacation somewhere having a fabulous time. <laughs> I, was like, I was like, okay, she's good. She's all right. We don't have to worry about her. Um, there is something about the nurse's ball where, you know, I mean, part of it is you almost want to see the immediacy of Robin speaking. I think the nurse's ball is better when you actually have Robin in the room talking about it. Yeah, I think I think because of the nature of the nurse's ball, I think Robin needs to always be a part of it. And I thought it was an epic fail of General Hospital this year not to have her there. I don't know if Kimberly McCullough had some kind of um, conflict, like her vacation that she was tweeting from. But I, I don't know if she had a conflict or if they just didn't think about bringing her back or what. But I just find it... I, I just I, I personally feel as a fan of the show that she should always be a part of the nurses ball. That's just me. And I, I and I think GH feels the same way. So I would think it has to be she had some kind of conflict that prevented her there. Because I think otherwise, I think the show uh, would want her to be there if she was available. They, they want to know. Did you laugh when Epiphany explained why Milo wasn't there? No, brother. <laughs> That was. Just... I just had, I just kind of had that look. You know that emoji with the eyes up in the air. That's what that's what kind of look I had on my face in that moment. But you know because and we talked about this too. Or it just Epiphany like shuts down all fun on the red carpet, and then at the end she throws in this thing. We're like, what? Get out of here! Yeah, it was like. Mm, I don't know how I'm feeling about that. And then they also said in the chat room that they actually spent more time on the red carpet footage than they did the actual nurses' ball, and they did. <laughs> Great. They did. They spent a lot. Think about it. They did spend a lot of time on the red carpet, and I don't know if that was to establish Jax's presence with Nina or what. But it's also the way this red carpet works, though, is that we only see the characters that we know. We never see, <laughs> see anybody, anybody else. else. Like, well, we even, see people in the background kind of lurking around and walking past them. But we, we see don't like know the press. We see like the press kind of no, lurking. No, we saw some people behind walking a couple of times. We I saw some people walking behind them, mm-hmm. but like miscellaneous people. But I'm like, so they they just I do red carpet, so I know for a fact ain't nobody miscellaneous just walking on the red carpet just to be there. Like you got to have a badge. Like you have to have a reason yeah. to be there. You can't just like ceremoniously just kind of like tip down the red carpet for no reason. So that just made me laugh. I'm like, okay, whatever. But it's like, like anybody knows who who Elizabeth Weber is. Does anybody care who Elizabeth Weber is? No. no, but yet she gets all this like TV coverage. Like, oh, welcome to the nurses' ball. Well, because her her grandmother and her grandfather were like the OGs of GH. That's why. I, yeah, I great. mean they're the Webbers. Like Stephen Weber. Like, come on. Yeah, but how many people like in a town are going to know? Like, do you know who uh, in a hospital near you? Do you know any of the the big stuff about the well, hospital near you? I mean. If you were if you run in those circles in those society you know upper echelon circles where people like that are donating money or whatever, yeah, I would know who they were, but I don't. So no. Well, yeah, but this is also <laughs> televised to a bunch of people. Like, who do they? Why do they care? People sitting at home in Port Charles, do they care? That, okay, that's a good point. But that's why I love every year they always have somebody sitting at home watching it. And this year it was Joss and Christina. No oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, and then somebody, somebody, Enrique Galvan said, "I love the background actors, straight cheese, and doing the performance." <laughs> I was like, oh, "It was just, it was pure comedy, and it was just like, and y'all are right. They did spend way more time on the red carpet than they did at the actual nurses' ball, and and the numbers were underwhelming, and it just wasn't. 
I love General Hospital. I love it until the day they take it off the air or I leave this earth, whichever one comes first. But I just felt like the nurses ball was a little underwhelming this year to just, you know, bring it back around. And, you know, and, and that doesn't mean I don't want to see it anymore. As much mm. as it drives me crazy, I do love having it around because it gives me stuff to, uh, to, to make fun about. of and rant about. <laughs> yeah, for sure. So don't take it away. And everybody's entitled to having it off here. For sure. You know, for whatever reason, it just wasn't kind of lining up the way that you'd hoped it would. And that's cool. So, you know, next year we get a chance to do it all over. Oh, wait. I just have to say this one thing before we go completely away from it. So the reason I kind of like Cam's numbers, he looked like a lost member of a boys band when he did his number by himself. But he was really good. I kind of enjoyed that. I really hate it. I love Liesl. And they usually give Liesl a really fabulous song. But the fact that they gave her that tired tired Bee Gees joint and then had somebody join her and they were tired too. It was like, oh, this is just bad at its worst. Yeah. Uh, it's Franco just, was just like, what? It was just bad at its worst. Her and Franco, I'm like, oh, I cannot. I do I just cannot. It, it was just, that was just also weird to have Liesl come out singing this. I'm like, what? It was, yeah, it was weird. So let's move on from the Nurses Ball because that's, ugh. So the two big storylines that kind of really come out of the Nurses Ball was one, the stuff with Ryan and two, the stuff with Shiloh. Right. Uh, let's talk about the uh, the Shiloh stuff because we already started talking mm-hmm. a little bit about that. So after uh, he hears that Willow's been like, oh my gosh, you had my baby. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's so rattled that uh, Sam, uh, he, he, Sam is uh, all over him. Like, hey, are you okay? You're all right? I want to continue the initiation with you. We got we to gotta finish it tonight. I just need you with me. I know. She was trying to get him. She's trying to get him up out of there. Good kudos to her for doing that, though. She got him up out of there. Yeah. But I knew, this is what I knew. I knew, I was with Jason on this one. I knew it was going to go awry because the minute she drank that tea, it was going to be a wrap. Like, if you're that drugged up, you're not going to be able to defend yourself, not against a man. You just not. Well, she. Uh, I. I it, it is amazing we have yet to see what that tattoo looks like, because we find that Harmony is the one that's been doing the big, huge DOD, mm-hmm. and uh, maybe even, he put her name. Maybe he put his name on her back. Maybe because Shiloh was like uh, Harmony, just as he's really big. I prefer something a little bit more, you know, tasteful and discreet. I so, bet. I bet he tattooed his name. Because we haven't, because we haven't, because we haven't seen the tattoo. You're right. We haven't seen what it looks like. We've just seen remnants of blood or him looking like he's tattooing, but we didn't see what he actually tattooed. And don't you think it's weird? Because I would think that Sam has been, you know, she's having flashbacks about this whole evening, specifically the stuff that happens when they get to the lighthouse. But we don't see anything. I would think if somebody tattooed me, I would want to just take a peek and see, like, oh gosh. Um, now, yeah, I know I was trying to run a con, but now I've got this tattoo on me. What do I do? And not for nothing, but tattoos hurt. Yeah, like it's not like you, it's not like you do the tattoo and the pain just instantly goes away. Like those bad boys hurt for a minute. So the fact that she's not wincing in pain and we don't see some big bulky, you know, uh, bandage on her back is like that is an epic fail. I agree with you on that one. That's totally an epic fail. Because um, to see everybody's reaction, like when Willow shows. Like showed the tattoo. They were mortified. So I was I was hoping to see Sam have that kind of reaction where she has to look in the mirror and see this thing that she now has on her body is kind of just a remembrance of what she did. Yeah, I mean, I felt this was the one time. What I what I loved about this particular caper is that. Sam actually admitted this was the <laughs> and what I find interesting about it is that she admitted that it was the hardest um, undercover thing she ever had to do because she really had to like tap into some acting skills to pretend to like somebody that she knows excuse me that she literally cannot stand but in the same breath turns around and tells Julian she gonna do it to help 
uh, Wiley. I'm like, Miss Thing, did you not learn nothing the first time? Leave that mess alone. You've done your diligent duty. That's on them. Brad and Julian created that mess. You ain't got nothing to do with that. It's, uh, you know, I feel like, I think Charlotte's got a little bit of wiggle room in this because they they had wired up the for for uh, video and sound everything in the DoD house. Mm-hmm. But other than the tattoo and I guess drinking the potion, uh, the tea, the tea, he takes her out of there to the lighthouse where there is no footage. Right, and then uh, Rena Sheen says, uh, "Not Rena Sheen, I'm sorry." Uh, Enrique was like, "How was a how was he able to take her away and Jason not see that? He should have been outside." Maybe he did see it because he did, they did get to the tower. They, yeah, they did find out he was at. They were at the tower, so maybe they followed them. He had to, Jason had to have followed them to the tower, Be, and he he had to right. I would assume, or I mean, he I mean, he knows where the tower is. So I think that's like the only other significant place that Shiloh's taking Sam to. Mm-hmm. So I think it would stand a reason. Like even if he didn't follow him, he figured out like if he's not here, then the only other place of importance to him would be that lighthouse. Mm-hmm. But the fact that there's no. It's basically his word, uh, Jason and Sam's word against Shiloh in terms of... Because there's no witnesses. Yes. And the recording stuff is inadmissible in court. So that's there's that. Well, not but, in New York because, as Sam says, you only need one person's consent. Right. So, but it's only in the house. There's nothing at the lighthouse. Right. But there is... Hmm. The, aren't the guards at the lighthouse, too? Weren't there two? No, the guards were just at DOD. Yeah. So that could be just enough room for Shiloh to have a little bit of wiggle room because I don't think Shiloh, especially with everything you're giving on with Wilo, uh, Willow Wiley. and Wiley, and, Willow Wiley, yes, <laughs> I, I don't, I don't think he's just going to be shuffled off the the canvas now. I, I think he's still got a little bit of storyline left. Well, I was living my best life when Jason came up and when she when he said when when Shiloh started undressing and got got to that just got right to that button where his pants were about to drop down and Jason came flying in that room and threw him up against the wall and down them stairs. I thought he was dead for a minute. It, I, I will give it up for the actor uh, playing Shallow though, because he did he, that when he gets uh, like he starts stripping and he gets even kind of start losing it for a second. <laughs> we're, gonna, we're gonna be together. It's gonna be great. I'm like, all right, man. That was so Shiloh. creepy. That was yes. that creeped me out. I was like, oh my god, this is really gross. And I in that moment, just for a split second, I forgot I was watching an actor. That means he was really good. Yeah. Uh, so they do. Th- uh, Jason does throw him down the stairs. He does survive and he gets transferred over to the, uh, the GH. Uh, I do like Sonny's visit to him. <laughs> uh, you know, I'm going to get this. But you're going to have an associate come by and talk to you tomorrow. <laughs> Sonny is killing me this week. Sonny was in rare form. We hadn't seen that Sonny in a minute. I yeah. was living for that. It was kind of great. Because he's been kind of, they've been having him be a little DL since this whole Christina thing went down. But now he kind of revving back up. And I'm kind of loving it. Well, even at the nurse's ball, when he comes in to uh, Shiloh talking to Christina and Sam, and he interjects. Mm-hmm. And the way he's talking to Shiloh, and he just has a smile on his face. That little smirk. I just want to punch him in his throat and wipe <laughs> that smile off his face. Oh, my God. Every time he smiles, I'm just like, ugh. And how about when he was in the hospital and Sam came in? He's like, oh, my God, Sam, thank you so much. Did Jay- what happened to Jason? Like, And she went off on him, and he was like, er, 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 er. <laughs> He's like, oh, did she... Is she talking back? And then I also loved how Jason was kind of like Santa Claus running around town giving everybody their their pledges back. Yes. That was awesome. So we do find out where the pledges were hid back at the lighthouse. So they go and retrieve those. So they get Christina's. Mm-hmm. Uh, they give it back to her. They get Willow's. Give it back to her mm-hmm. for everything that she did. Mm-hmm. And they get Margo's and they give it to Sonny. 
Uh, so he could possibly have some leverage. And I don't. I mean, I mean, I, guess I think the, he's going to need the leverage over her because she, she's, she's a piece of work. That one, like she, you think you have figured her out, and then she will sit there and turn on you when you least expect it. It feels and like, she, and, he, and she's done it, especially to Sunny. She's done it numerous times, more than once. So I would agree. I would. I'm not mad at them for having given it to Sunny so that he can have leverage over her because she she'll go left on you in a minute. You never know what she's gonna do. But I I, I feel like Jason thinks it's a smart move to have leverage on her. I feel like Sunny is the one. Because Sunny's always an apologetic tour of uh, of uh, Margot. Margo. That's his guilt talking. So that's his guilt talking. Yeah, and I just don't know if he's going to actually keep this or give it back to Margot. I could easily see him giving it back to Margot. I don't think he's going to give it back to her because at the end of the day, Sonny don't care about nothing but Sonny and anything in Sonny's realm. So I don't think he'll give it back to her. Hmm. I really don't. Like he 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 said this week that he cares about Margot, but he don't care about her like he care about Carly. Oh no no no! I'm just saying. So he mm mm. And he know it would be, look, his butt would be on a platter, sliced up, and served to somebody by Carly if he even thought about doing that. So, no. <laughs> <laughs> I still Mm-mm. I still got to figure out what Margot's deal is. I, she, actually, she actually went through that ceremony. Mm. <laughs> Kelly Publico has said the, pledge, the pledges are on a memory stick. Yeah, but the memory sticks are on the envelopes. Because, oh. yeah, because uh, um, Christina had the memory stick oh, okay. as well, too. Because okay. she uh, she threw it in the fireplace. So I assume that it was those envelopes are the written ones as well as the memory sticks. And then Annie Gorn says, I think that we need to find out Shiloh's past with Drew before whatever happens to Shiloh happens. And yes. a couple of people are agreeing with her. I mean, other than Drew's, uh, uh, Drew, other than Shiloh's past being linked to Sam and, her, and the, the guy that she was... Um, Running a con on—that's all we in dawn of day. That's all we really know about him. Yeah, I mean, he's really concerned about Drew remembering whatever it is that Shiloh does not want him to remember. But Drew didn't Drew and Kim leave for Kilimanjaro this week. They're up in Kilimanjaro, so that's going to be interesting to see what goes down in the wake of their absence. Yeah, it's uh, yeah. I don't think Shiloh's time is done. I think he's still got a little bit know, of time he, left. He 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 go, he gonna be the next one to get killed. <laughs> He is. Somebody is. He. They'll drag it out, but he gonna be the next one to get the the booty boot boot because he's either gonna get the boot or they're gonna um, what's the word? Uh, turn him around and and redeem make, him and redeem him. They'll either they'll either kill him or redeem his character in some kind of way. And honestly, I don't see how he can be redeemed out of the hole that he's put himself in at this point. Because right now he's been labeled as a predator. As a sexual assaulter, as a con artist, you know, all these these creepy, smarmy labels have been attached to him. Like, what is he going to be redeemed into? I mean, you see a character with uh, Todd Manning on One Left to Live. It took the long, I mean... It took years. Yes. It took years for them to redeem Todd. And then when that happened, they canceled the show. Just saying. Yeah, so I, I, I think it would be a long haul for Shiloh. But, I mean, you said you'd enjoy the actor, so if they, I do. I if really they wanted enjoy to commit him. to it... I really enjoy him. I don't know, but I enjoy him as his dastardly self. I don't know if I would enjoy him so much if he were nice. Because mm-hmm. there would always be a part of me going, mm, is he really nice? Or is he just, like, I don't know. Yeah, but we've got enough nice guys on the show. So I'm fine with him if they want to kind of kind of redeem him but still be a bit of a, be a jerk. Yeah. I'm cool with that. 
And I was just like, but when that plot twist happened with him and Margo, I was really not ready for that. I was not ready for that. I said, oh, good job, General Hospital. Did not see that coming. Did you see that coming? Uh, well, I mean, I knew Margo was mixed up in it, but to see him say, like, hey, bury this evidence for me. And her face was like, da 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 da. I'm like, oh, <laughs> no. I'm like, what is happening? Well, somebody speaking of somebody else who's trying to make a deal, we've got Ryan, who's got a viable <laughs> kidney for Jordan, but he will only donate it. If, if all, all the, the charges, charges are dropped. dropped. I'm like, you must have lost your last bit of good sense that you have left. Who is going to drop the charges against your dumb ass and let you run free to go kill somebody else? And who's going to be the first one on his list? Ava. Yeah. It's, uh... Now, I, I know Ava's... Uh, the fact that she finds out that Kevin's still alive is going to kind of uh, frustrate Ava, for sure. But uh, did you at least get any satisfaction for Ava having the chance to sink a knife into the Brian's back? I clapped and cheered out loud when that happened. Because when he turned his back, she had that look on her face like, oh, damn, he can't cross this threshold without me trying to do something. And she grabbed that (laughs) knife and was like, bam. I'm like, and that's my girl. But the thing that's busted about it is that she did it in front of all these witnesses. So she can't say she can plead not guilty, but... There were way too many people there to say that she was guilty. And the only way they can get her out of that possibly is say this, you know, temporary insanity over the grief of her daughter. You know, that's the only thing that would save her in that situation. But if Ryan ends up coming out of this situation with the kidney and living, right, if they find some kind of middle ground to, um, that keeps him alive, then he's going to end up in a mental institution. And what are the odds that they would end up in the same one? A lot. Ooh, Just saying. True. So it, it was interesting this scene because you know Curtis tries to talk to Ryan, mm-hmm. and that's when Ryan down, throws down his his deal, mm-hmm. what he needs to get this kidney into Jordan. And then Finn comes and says, like, Hey, yeah, yeah, I thought you were smarter than this. You thought you'd you know step, take, take a step back, assess the situation. You played it really poorly. I'm curious to see what Ryan's next move is because you feel him kind of like he seems like he's kind of thinking like oh maybe I did mess up or maybe I overplayed my hand so I'm curious what uh, Finn thinks Ryan's smart move should be and if Ryan can figure out a smart move out of that I think Ryan is going to convince somebody it's either going to be Finn, Franco or Curtis somebody's going to kill him so that they can get that kidney because he's not gonna go for he's not gonna go for the deal of, you know, somebody's gonna let them drop charges again. And nobody's gonna do that. And he's not gonna just you know out of the kindness of his heart give up the kidney. Or he would have did that a long time ago and not had a steady stream of visitors trying to convince him otherwise. Do you want Ryan to die, or do you want him to be kind of like a, a Heather Weber, where we can kind of pop in every so often with him? I kind of want him to be that. I want him to be that. Now, if they were going to redeem somebody, I would want to see them redeem him. But that would be way too much work for John Lindstrom. <laughs> Playing double, doing double duty. I wouldn't want to, I wouldn't wish that on a brother. But it sure would be really interesting to watch. It would be. That would be, a man, that would be some incredible hurdles. It, it would be some major acting. People are asking if um, Jordan's going to die. And then somebody says they should let her die. I'm like, no, nah, that's not nice. Like this is this is the thing about the young lady that took over in the role of Jordan. I feel like she had a hard time getting her stride, and then once she got her stride and 
the audience was starting to the audience meaning me in this instance was starting to get used to her and kind of you know begin to love her then they created this kidney situation and I'm like man y'all gonna kill her off you didn't even give her an opportunity to do her thing really you know I don't think they'll kill her off I don't want them to kill her off no. and they got Curtis looking all sappy I'm like oh no we can't have that fine brother walking around looking all pitiful like he can't <laughs> he's too fine to be looking that pitiful I'm like oh no 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 oh contraire we cannot do that. <laughs> we have to have him smiling so we can see those pearly pretty whites. Absolutely. Yes, sir. Mm-hmm. Uh, one person that <laughs> looks like we're going to be seeing a lot of, though, is your boy, Jasper Jax. I Just call him Jax. I love Jax. And I love that Jax straight up was like, yeah, I hate Sonny. Like, he wasn't even trying to sugarcoat it. He's like, I love it. He's like, I hate Sonny. And Sonny's like, yeah, I don't like him either. And he needs to not be living next door to me. <laughs> <laughs> but it was great. Like, during that, I mean, I, I thought they played her great uh, during the time when Jocelyn needs them. We're not going to bring that up. But as soon as that's kind of put aside and we're done. Yep. They're like, and scene. Yeah. Let's move on. to. So Jax is feeling some kind of way because Sonny manipulated some things to get him out of the country and then fix it so that he couldn't come back in. So that's why we hadn't seen him in a while, story plot wise. But now he's like, I feel like he's trying to hook up with Nina. It is interesting that he's got, like... You know, and Nina's free. acting like a little schoolgirl, like, oh, my God, I'm so excited, and Valentine is feeling some kind of way. So that's a whole other little plot twist that's about to unfold. Which I'm liking somebody to go up against Valentine. So I, having Jackson there is great, and it can attack him from two fronts, both mm-hmm. from a corporate side mm-hmm. as well as from a romantic side. It's taking something personal from him yeah, as well. Yeah, I'm, I'm living for that, too. I was kind of I was like, well, okay, Jax. Yeah, so okay. this is great. This is what I've been waiting for. I yeah. see a little bit of uh, like corporate intrigue, which we've seen a lot of mob stuff. Let's see some corporate stuff. And this is the other thing. So while we're talking about Valentina and Nina, let's flip on over to Miss Sasha. So I feel like there's like a little triangle trying to happen between, they're trying to force a triangle, I should say, between Sasha, Michael, and Willow. Yeah, uh, who are you liking Michael with? I don't know. Like, I like him with both of them for different reasons. Like, I feel like him and Willow have more in common. But I feel like there's more sexual tension between him and Sasha. So I don't know. Like, when I look at him and Willow, I don't see sexual tension at all. I just see some. I, I see somebody trying to be really nice towards somebody that's in the same kind of pain that he was in. And that's initially how they met, is through the therapy group. That's what I see when I see the two of them together. But when I see him with Sasha... It's like a whole, like, and not for nothing, not only do they have that sexual chemistry or that tension happening, but they actually have, like, really interesting conversations, which you don't see, Mike. This is the thing. They never let Michael have interesting conversations with anybody other than his mother and father. So the fact that they are writing dialogue for him to have really interesting, grounded conversations with other characters other than Sonny and Carly is quite interesting to watch. Uh, I do like it. I mean, because the way they've been playing with Willow and Michael and then also Chase, we never really see, like, Willow having any kind of, like, longing looks like she's, like... No. So, I mean, it seems like they're really treating the Chase and Willow relationship as really strong. Yeah. And I like them together. Yeah. I didn't at first. Like, I was like, uh, I could have cared less. But they're starting to grow on me. They're starting to grow on me. I kind of like uh, Willow and Chase. Because I love the fact that Chase feels like... Willow is somebody that needs him. He needs somebody to need him. He seems like that kind of dude. Like, whenever she's in peril, he's, like, ready and right there, willing and able to help. Michael, too, for that reason. But Michael, but what I loved about Michael is that Michael was, like, 
I had to leave my girl Sasha, and then he went back and apologized for doing that. Now, a brother that don't really care about you ain't trying to come back and apologize and be like, yeah, I'm sorry I left you for that other chick. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. But he kind of circled back and was like, yeah, I'm so sorry that happened. She's like, yeah, I understand. She, I, I get it. And the fact that she was sitting back laying in the cut going, I get it. It's all good. He was kind of, That even makes him even more attracted to her because he was looking at her like, Oh, so you're that girl. Okay, okay. I might I might be able to do something with this. But what I'm going to need Nina to do is to keep her mouth shut and keep her business, keep her face out of their business. That has nothing to do with you. Oof, it, that is Why are you all up in their business? Why don't you worry about what your husband do or your uh, fiancé or whatever the hell he is. Worry about what he's doing and leave their business alone. Well, we know the Sasha stuff's going to blow up. When it does, the, can Michael look past all that with Sasha? Or is he going to go like, uh, you you basically pull, even though it's not on me, you were somebody that was pulling a con on somebody else. I can't be with somebody like that. He seems he seems to have been burned by the whole situation with Nell. So I feel like there's a part of him that's probably gonna he will think about that and entertain that if he does or does not go forward in a relationship with Sasha once the stuff hits the fan. Because he said more than one occasion, he said it to Willow and he said it to Sasha, I can't be with somebody who has lies or secrets. He said it more than once. But, you know, that's kind of like the the pot calling the kettle black because your daddy is a mob boss. How many secrets and lies do you have sitting in the back of your throat? I'm just, you know what I mean? Yeah, I mean that's it. That is definitely tough. I mean, and I think the the way to get around it is that it was sure she's you know being dishonest and she's telling lies, but it's not directed towards Michael. No, it's not impacting his particular life. I mean, so not right I feel like, now, yeah. But then that does question like if he, she can do this kind of lie for so long, so convincingly. What no, could you do it to me? Exactly, and that's my point. I'm like, he'll be like, mm, no, and he might, and he might do that, and that might have her leave Port, Ch- and that might be the impetus for her to leave Port Charles. Although I do feel, but though, I kind of like her there. I do like her, and I feel like, like with Nell, we always saw her kind of lying and scheming to everybody. Yes, with Sasha, I feel like we know whether the lie about Nina's daughter. But other than that, though, she seems to be straight up with everybody else about everything. Yeah, and we've seen her on more than one occasion get ready to spill the beans and tell. Yeah, like I did. Did she tell? I think she told Michael. Didn't she tell Michael? Nope, she hasn't told. She, she hasn't told, told anybody somebody. Yet. She hasn't told a soul. She had. She had when she was in the hospital. Like I wish we remember. But then she. But then he didn't she fess up to him then? No, because when he asked her about it, he's like, "Oh well, I still. She still doesn't feel like my real mom because I have my." My adopted mom feels like my real mom. Oh, for some reason, yeah. I thought she, like, fessed up. I was like, ooh, that was brave. <laughs> <laughs> she hasn't exposed anything yet. I was like, yet. ooh, girl, you good. <laughs> but it's a coming. Uh, folks, we're getting ready to wrap up. Uh, we're talking about one quick news item. And that would be news. <laughs> uh, we did see one recast this week. Uh, Danny, uh, the son Danny of aged. Sam and Jason there, played by T.J. Weaver, uh, has been recast. So there was a big outcry on social media there uh, from both the cast as well as fans. Uh, and, and TJ uh, being very gracious in what is certainly uh, a young actor dealing with the, you know, the whole Hollywood casting situation. Yeah, welcome to, the, welcome to television, my dear. That's what they do, especially on soap operas. Yeah. Like, I'm surprised they kept him as long as they did. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I'm, su- I'm surprised they kept Danny the age that he was as long as they did. And I'm really surprised that they've kept Spencer as long as they have. Because usually those two boys, they would have been gone. 
No, well, I mean, but uh, somebody mean, really loved their work or really liked them for them to be there as long as they were. So, yeah. so we have a new actor playing uh, Danny, which we just saw on this Friday's episode. So our first foray into the new I liked him Danny. though. Did yeah. you like? I liked him. He was a cute kid. Yeah. So. Uh, what that means, though, I'll be curious to see. Uh, you know, usually a recast kind of means they're trying to do a little bit more with the character. Well, uh, they have or they want have, to do something different with the character. Well, they have Jason moving back in, so so we need a new we need a new Danny. We need the old Danny, Danny wasn't cutting it. Yeah, the old Danny was. And, <laughs> and in the chat room, they're like, "Yeah, Danny's older than Jake now," and they're like, "Yeah, Danny age age, and next will be Scout because we ain't seen Scout in a minute." Yeah, I'll be curious to see uh, how old Scout's going to be. We haven't seen we haven't seen Scout since that really awkward moment. Remember that <laughs> playing with Oscar out there. Julie, uh, she wanted to show you her toys. She was so sour that morning. Did not want to show you anything. Oh, and, then, and what's even funnier is that when um, Jason walked into the scene this week, and I think Sam was like, "Where's Scout?" He's like, "Yeah, she was a little cranky." Yep, Olivia said, "Nope, she she wouldn't be fun for this party." <laughs> that made me laugh out loud. It was funny. <laughs> Ladies and gentlemen, that is going to do it with Carla's great laugh. What better way to go out on this episode of the GH Report? As always, folks, like us on Facebook. Give us those five stars on iTunes. Subscribe to the YouTube channel. And thank you, everybody, for hopping in the chat. If you want to follow Carla or us, or, or us I'm talking about me as an us, uh, after the show's over, Carla, where can they find you? <laughs> you can find me across all social media platforms at the Curvy Critic. And y'all, you are so great about joining us over here at the GH Report. Come follow me and play with me over at Black Hollywood Live at 5 o'clock for the Curvy Critic with Carla Renata, where I talk about all the latest movie releases and I interview some people. I'm interviewing Ron Howard next week. Y'all don't want to miss that. You know Ron Howard, Opie. I'm just saying. Richie Cunningham, check it out. Yeah. So when are you going to interview me? Um, yeah, I'm drinking now. All right, great. Okay, uh, follow me on those Twitter grams there at Happy Go Jackie. Folks, that's going to do it for this episode of the GH Report. I can feel very confident to say that we'll be back next Sunday. We will be back there next Sunday. There you go, right here on AfterBuzz TV. Take care. Bye. Our founder, Kevin Undergaro, and me, Maria Menunos, would like to thank you for tuning in to AfterBuzz TV. Remember, we're not just the first, we're the biggest in the world, and we're the only destination for all your favorite TV shows. Whatever you crave, we've got it. So go to AfterBuzzTV.com and check out our lineup. Buzz you later. <laughs> the views expressed herein are those of the host only. Do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principals.